Welcome back. I'm Mike with the Turntable Teachers, and class is back in session. Here for another guest speaker episode at AOA Studios. If you're an artist, content creator, podcaster of any kind, make sure you hit us up at aoastudios.org to book your session today. And I'm joined by a very special guest. This is the one and only OK Kirby. He's a rapper, hip-hop artist, vocalist, and uh, joining us here today for your very first podcast is, is what I've, what I've been told is that yes. correct yes well it's a pleasure to have Very you first. here oh this is great oh, <laughs> this is going to be great you take you through the ringer on your first podcast oh episode. yeah look i'm ready so it's a pleasure to have you man um yeah. how you been how's it going man eh, not bad man i'm chilling you know good. i'm just good. doing my thing yeah so if uh if kirby looks familiar to you guys or any of our any of our audience listeners it's because we just had a we just did a dope uh, music video together for one of his songs off his uh called two breaths off of his uh, brand new EP called Outside, produced by uh, Sir Roly. So we're going to get into that's that. That's my guy, Sir Roly. Sir Roly. Big hey, shout Rowley. out to Sir Roly. <laughs> we're going to get into that. We're going to get into all the EP and the music video experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just had a, one of your first performances. Like A lot of firsts for you Yeah, lately. A lot right? of stuff going on, yeah. First music video, first podcast, first performance. It's great. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. And I'm happy to be... A part of two of the three of them. So. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, I was, you know, it couldn't be done without without y'all. I mean, I got in here because of Roly, and um, you know, like I, I think that a lot of first started in here. So I appreciate you. <laughs> uh, no, thank you, I appreciate. Yeah. No, I'm I'm excited to have you, man. It's gonna be a lot of it's gonna be a lot of fun when we obviously have a good rapport already. So this should be this should be a breeze. Yeah. Um. So for any of our listeners uh, that know. Um, or any of our new listeners that don't, we start at each guest speaker episode with the objective. So that's the segment of the podcast where we get to know a little bit about you and your background and sort of what you've been up to and how you uh, got into music and the things that you do. The first, of course, thing I want to ask is, you know, you getting into hip hop. And I know, you know, historically, you've been a big fan of artists like West Side Boogie and Mac Miller. Mm -hmm. And I have down here Wu-Tang as well. So that's kind of a very huge Wu-Tang. Yeah, yeah. And I know that's a very eclectic list there. It's like, you know, three art, three groups or three artists that do different types of hip hop. Yeah. Or have done different types of hip hop, I should say. So like. Take me kind of through how you got into your start in, in hip hop and also like your love of those three artists. Like how have they been so influential to you in like your journey as, as a lyricist okay, as well? So, um, I mean, the first rap song I ever liked was, was Riding Dirty. I was like six. Millionaire? Yeah. Yeah. Millionaire, Riding Dirty. Oh, I remember that song. Um, it came on and I decided I like hip hop music. I was like six. Um, and then it was like Wayne and T-Pain and everything that was on the radio. And then when I got to be like 10 or 11, maybe even younger than that, I had a friend introduce me to Tupac. Pac was like the first like time I listened to like changes came on. And, and that's when I realized how much I really liked rap music. Mm-hmm. And from there, I would do a lot of, you know, still hang around the M&Ms and the Waynes, but like go back towards Biggie and, and Pac, more so Pac, a lot of Pac. Um, and then someone put me on a Mac and when someone put me on a Mac, I never felt more like 
I never gravitated towards something as much as I gravitated towards Mac Miller, like instantaneously. There was so much for the relatability. I mean, I always was super into clothes at the very beginning of his yeah. career. He was like, super into clothes. He was super into all the shit I was into besides smoking weed because I was too young for that. <laughs> but, at that point. um, and as Mac aged, the thing that, the thing that I try to portray in my shit and the thing that Mac, that I always loved about Mac Miller is that Mac Miller's career and Mac Miller's music is really just a portrayal of him getting better at making music I completely and just agree. putting it out there in front of you and just being like, this is me. This is what I'm doing right now. This is me. Well, this is what I'm doing right now, like over and over and over again. And I try to just be like as genuine as I can when I put that into my music. And if you want to talk about Boogie, Boogie is somebody that actually a friend of mine from my old job put me on to um, just one day. Him and Rod Wave at the same time. And I also love Rod Wave. Rod I love, to, to be honest with you, to, to, to clear up another portion of that, there's pretty much not a single corner of rap music that I haven't touched. And there's or at least not explored. A, explored yeah. And there's not a, I, I was listening, I literally was listening to Pop Smoke on the way here. Okay. Like I literally just dug into pop smoke uh, and I'm, I've been digging into like old future. I've been digging into, but like, I just got hip to, um, dark lane demo tapes. Oh, wow. Like I, like I float back to stuff and it's like, I, that, like there's stuff that goes past me and then I go back into it. Like I just been really, I shouldn't say I just got into it. I just got really into dark lane demo gotcha. tapes. I love that album a lot, but, um, boogie was also somebody I gravitated towards really quick because of how genuine he was in expressing pain mm-hmm. in a place where i was like super i was like super not doing well silent ride i can't tell you the amount of times i love that song i i, I can't tell you the amount of times that i've driven around in my car like when i was in college driven around in my car with just that song on repeat just like feeling things yeah. like i like there's there's been no that's that song in its entirety is is a reason I love Boogie so much and that he's like one of my favorite rappers out right now and I think he's one of the more underrated rappers out right now. More Black Superheroes was fucking incredible and I just I don't understand why he is n- not more popular. I think he's fucking incredible. I thought he was going to be cuz that that album the name of it's escaping me that the one that's on Silent Ride. Do, do you remember the name of it um, by chance? I don't uh, know why it's escaping uh, me. Or for sale. Something for sale. Something for sale. Yeah, Ugh, um, it's escaping me. It, it something for sale. I can't think of it off the top of my head. This this one with time and LOL yep. shake my head and LOL shake my head part two is one of my is one of my favorite songs ever too. Off more yeah. black superheroes, but that's besides the point. And then Eminem's on that album as well. Yes, and Eminem's that, on and that, album. And that song's good. Although Eminem's verse, I've always said, is really bad on that song. But I, <laughs> I think Boogie. He hasn't put out a lot of good stuff. Ha- yeah, he just hasn't. The past couple of years. I saw. I heard this take uh, recently. I want to shout out uh, Frequency Studios. They're on TikTok. Uh, he does like uh, album reviews and different things like that. Right. He recently had a take that I actually very much agree with. Is that is is Eminem putting out more music? Is that putting him out of top five and yes. top ten considerations. Yes. Because of how bad the 100%, music, like the 100%. music is I'm gonna now. Look at, I'm going to look at the camera and I'm going to say this. Mac, or Eminem is not a top five rapper anymore, and it's because of the music he's put out since Recovery, which I love that album. Recovery is really good. Album. People hate that album. I love Recovery. I disagree. I, li- I, I will, st- I I will die on that hill that Recovery It's got its low lights. It has its white trash parties. <laughs> yeah, that song is awesome. <laughs> the song with Pink is crazy. Yeah, that's uh, and that's on the Zombies game. 
yeah. or that's on COD, right? Yeah. Oh. Won't back down. That song is nuts. The I mean, so, the song with Wayne is really good. No love. Yeah, and, and, peop- and it's another album. song that, like, like again, like it's a lot of it's like he has the like pop series, right? Yeah. So he has recovery, and then um, what's the um, the first one? Because the last one is the one that stunk, revival. The first one oh, is the relapse. There's one. There's like so maybe that's a like handful of that's like his those. pop series, right? Yeah. Like the, the the pop series. And I think of those pop series. Now again, not that it has a lot of like competition. I think recovery like stands head and shoulders above those other two albums. It's way. It's better incredible. Than and the other, another song that is on that album that I've seen people get a lot of hate for because it's just a big stadium banger. But it's Cinderella Man. And people may hate it, and I understand why people hate it, but that was a song that was programmed into my mom's car, and <laughs> five minutes before we got to basketball games, Cinderella Man came on, or All the Lights came on. And, those and were, it was, was either it. those, one of those two, and it was usually Cinderella Man, That's because funny. I don't care if you don't like it, it made me want to run through a brick wall. No, I, listen, I'm right <laughs> there with you. I used to listen to him, too. I Like, that specific song used to, I, I want to say that was maybe on our warm-up in high school. I can't quite remember off the top of my head. It's but. just a bomb. It was a ball. It was a great. It was a, it's just an energetic song. Yeah, but I actually completely agree with that take. I don't think Eminem is top five. I also hot take as well. I don't think his music, his older music, has aged very well either. No, it's but so again, this is something we were talking about NFR and NFR put me onto this. Um, Eminem low key like is the best rapper in like horrorcore rap music like if you're thinking about like the three six mafia and like i mean you call suicide boys insane clown posse all that shit that's like in the horrorcore like eminem's the best rapper to come out of that eminem kind of like cemented that into like popular culture and real so i feel like a lot of that the nature of that horror as 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 an element whether it be like music film whatever it does not age very well you know, like it ages no. like milk, you know, because it's yeah. just like it's always like very gimmicky and very like like just trying to get a, a reaction out of people. That's why Eminem's music aged poorly, like the old stuff. But I think that because it defined that generation for rap music as like a horrorcore like like part, like you would have a lot of different types of things. I mean, the other thing is if you look at Detroit now, like the shit that Detroit is doing and Michigan is doing as a whole, there's so much Eminem in it. If you really think about it with like all the punches and like the sense of humor and like all that shit, like Eminem still lives in rap music very heavily, especially in YouTubers rap music where they just kind of do the flibbity jibbity shit that I hate. But like, (laughs) (laughs) but like, I I think that is mostly, I think that you kind of have to, it doesn't age well. But you have to kind of give it the excuse and just let it be. Right. It's like, is it replayable? Not really. But like. But at the moment, it was. It, it was, was so it important was, yeah. at that time. And no, for hip hop as a whole. I hear that. I hear that argument. No, I, I agree. I, he's I also think... underrated as like a producer. Like not like a. I don't think he makes beats, but like he's, uh, you know, he produced a lot of. 50s career and yeah and a lot of stuff yeah. like that so he's very no underrated. yeah he was he had, he had a heavy hand on lines. get rich yes so him and, him and dre had a heavy hand yeah, on that heavy. so i yeah i just it, when i go back to his music i don't get the same feeling i had when i was younger i just it doesn't really hit the same way i, feel, I mean i feel you though i feel you though i mean like I, I like you're i totally agree like you go back to like a song i used to love by him it's like till i collapse it just doesn't hit the same way because it, it, it just again i think i think it's just like the time yeah you know it's the time it's, it's, it's the production changed. of the time it's it's 
it's he after a specific amount of time tried to like stay popular but if you go back to like old shit like without me still rocks you know what i mean uh what's the other one with the music video that has Wee herman in it oh that's um where he's or he's where he's playing just just something that there's a lot of there's a lot of old eminem bangers that do rock the song to me like that, toy soldiers rocks. like toy soldiers that's a, that's actually one of his better songs yeah. ever in my like opinion toy soldiers my rocks. favorite eminem song of all time Believe it or not, is actually off relapse, and it's that song "Beautiful." It's oh the, my, bro! I was song, like, as you said it, I was like, I'm gonna say "Beautiful." I people pe- that song still yeah. still really hits, and I, I that's like the one Eminem song I can go back to, and I'm like, all right. When I was when I was I a can, kid, I that was like, I mean, like again, like I've always been more into if you can't tell by the type of music I make, um, stuff that again operates is very genuine, and when M decides to make the decision to be genuine not be fake genuine because there's a lot of songs even on recovery where he's just like kind of like embodying that that emotion but not actually in my opinion saying things that is just true to him he's just kind of like rehashing the same thing over and over and over again like you're the monsters or things like that where he just like gets overly like angsty just to get overly angsty like beautiful is one of those m songs or like toy soldiers is one of those m songs that are like genuine like super 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 genuine super 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 like like from the heart yeah you can feel it you can you can feel you it can like totally like when somebody's it. being fake bro like you can you can feel that yeah even it comes out in the music yeah 100 percent um i think that boogie album was called everything's for sale everything is that is what for it, sale, that's yeah. what it was everything's for sale the, everything for yes yeah that album is I was sorry. Yeah, it's not. I was gonna say was is very good. I I thought so. Back to and we went off a little bit of an Eminem tangent, but I'm here for it. I'm here for the conversation. <laughs> um, with Boogie, I agree with you. I thought he was gonna be a lot bigger than he was. I thought that that album was a great entryway, entry point into him. And then he, I don't want to say he fell off, but I don't think he got the traction that I I think he was. I thought he was going to get. No, but I agree with you. Like a song like Silent Ride, like. There was a time I can't even remember like a lot of the track track names right now, but I think like time, time. Yes, there was like, LOL. Shake my head. Yes, I think it was like the four first the four first, or five. The first song, which is um, yeah, um, it's it's a double, it's a two part song. That's another song that like I blasted a lot because um, it's like the split where he starts talking about uh, there people how people are tired of him like bitching about this and bitching about that. It's just like he he's so fucking good. Yeah, and I thought his voice was definitely like unique. I thought he was just different, and I appreciated that. And um, but I want to go back to Mac Miller because I I agree with a lot of what you're saying too. And I think Mac Miller is an interesting dive as an artist, and actually someone else whose albums right behind you, Tyler the Creator. I feel another, like Tyler, another, another and, person I look up to a lot. Well, I think with Mac and Tyler, what I have always appreciated about them is they've never made the same album twice. Yeah. Like, yeah. Even they've, back to the to the old ones. That's what I mean. They've constantly reinvented their sounds, or not even reinvented, elevated their sounds, or changed their sounds in a way based on whatever was like an inspirational to them. So for that, I think just on a creative element and just how versatile they have the two of them. And when you look at their discographies, like it, it's wild to think that when you look at an album like Flower Boy, that Tyler did Flower Boy and Goblin. Where it's crazy with Mac that he did uh, watching movies with the sound off. And circles. And something like circles, exactly. Crazy. Or he was even going to say like something like the de- defined feminine, right? Like, or yeah, like, the best. I think the best comparison is faces to circles. 
his face is just so out there and yeah. so weird and like and like they're almost kind of like the same they're almost kind of similar messaging but like with way different deliveries because it's all about you know face is all about hey i'm mac miller i do a lot of drugs i'm probably gonna die i mean rest in peace of course from doing drugs and then circles is like him kind of like being a little bit more like you know not as like flippant with that same messaging sure and being more like this is how i'm gonna go i mean like circles like you can't listen to circles without crying and i think the thing the, the thing that's fun about tyler that that is like Mac always felt like similar messaging, full progression, just progression, just better at just the same messaging, but better. Like he, he, he operates in different spaces, but every time it got better, Tyler like walks into a new room and then makes something and then leaves that room and then goes into a different room. Yeah. That's a good analogy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and like, like, my one of my favorite like i love um call me if you get lost it's probably great album i mean again i'm, I'm gonna gravitate towards the rap shit right I mean, it's kirby it's a gangsta grills fucking mixtape <laughs> 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 you know what i mean um igor's fire i love igor i i i like flower boy i'm a flower boy that's, i have that's my, i have that's i jam. have i know i'm i'm in the minority on that take like i like flower boy i don't love flower boy i love wolf Wolf had a I lot of good songs. Wolf. Wolf had a lot of good songs. I fucking hate you. I love you. It's oh my god! Incredible Pharrell, answers. Incredible. It, I shit. fucking love that. So album. good. Yeah, it's so, so good. good. No, Tyler's incredible, and yeah. I and I've just always appreciated the, the way the two of them, you know, with their music, um, how they just like I said, they constantly changed what they were doing. I love the analogy you had about like Tyler going into different rooms. Yeah, like, I agree. That Mac. For the most part, did operate. I always in felt like he spaces, was but... walking up a ladder, you know. Mm-hmm. Like he was always kind of yeah. like, even if he was operating. Like when watching movies came out, like I when watching movies, watching movies with the sound off is my favorite album ever. It is when it came ever. out ever. Really? It, yes. When it came out, I fucking hated it. I hated it because it was too much like Odd Future, or because not... because well, I, I honestly was more into Mac than I was into Odd Future. I was more used to Blue Slide Park Mac, which was a little bit more like, and I was in high school, so uh, like I just, I, even when Blue Slide Park came out, I was not a fan of it. I, I never thought I was going to be a Mac Miller fan because of that. Truthfully, yeah. So like it it just fit my my vibe at the moment. You know what I mean? So like I was used to this like kind of fratty like rap, and I was super into. Like I was into the underground shit at that point, which was like early logic and like uh, high res. And, early like, logic is and like I'm not I'm not proud case. of some of these, <laughs> but <laughs> high res. Like, I remember high res. High res. I was I was, like, yeah. I was listening to a lot of Mike Studd. I was listening to Felly. Mike Studd. I was listening. Have you have you heard Mike Studd's new shit? By the way, it's not bad. I I think it's better than his it's old fine. shit. Yeah, it's fine. Like, I, I actually think he's he kind of like he's kind of like operating in like a weird like other side of the coin to like Post Malone. Where yeah, like I was gonna say Post Malone. He kind of has like that same pocket, but like he's a rapper and he's not. I mean, he can sing. And I always liked Mike Stud. Like I always did. Like even through this, because you know he's a, he's a pretty good rapper. Like like he's good and he's very, he's good at putting together some pretty clever punch punches and i think he makes some pretty like catchy songs and stuff like that i mean again i never put him like up there you know what i mean he's God, not no. incredible but like you know no. like i was just like yeah he's cool he made, I, he I was made good there's i think there's a difference between being a really good rapper and then making good music yeah there's yeah. a huge difference there yeah obviously. i mean like, yeah, you I'm, can obviously be both obviously i mean but, battle rap is a whole thing man right 
but try listening what's to that a Den- What's that Denzel Curry bar from Pyro? Uh, <laughs> my bitch bad, the battle rappers, like battle rappers who make albums. <laughs> you ever listen to Pyro? I haven't, no. Kenny Beats full produced, Denzel Curry and Kenny Beats. I'm a big incredible. Denny, uh, sorry, I'm a, <laughs> I almost called him Denny Beats. I'm a big Denzel Curry guy, yeah. as you can see, like a you know, taboo. I just did a, like a little video yes. on my- uh, I, I like that album big, a lot too. Well, even, yeah, I mean, Denzel, I mean- I, Denzel's I, incredible. I operate in the experimental shit, so I'm 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 there with you too. Like I I'm I liked Wolf, I like Goblin. Like those are like I, I'm just a big Tyler the Creator fan. Like I love all that shit. Yeah. Um, for me, me too. But I did I did want to ask you, uh, because I I do see some parallels or I hear some parallels between the type of music you're making and the type of music that Mac Miller was making, especially in the back end of his career, I think, especially with some of the more sample heavy things and, and that you do and, and the way in which your cadence can, can sometimes flow. So is it safe to say that he was a, a big influence on you from like even not even just like a, a fan of music from like a, you getting into your own rapping so, sort of things like that? So I was, I've, I've always, I've always been a big fan of Mac. I think that when I first started rapping, which was like fucking 12, 13, it was like M. You know, I was, I was really an M. I was really into Wayne. I mean, the first time I decided I wanted to be a rapper is I used to listen to Wayne, and Wayne is just such a punchline bar guy that I was like, I can do that. Like, I was 12, and I was like, hey, I can do that. And mm-hmm. he's like, no, you can't fucking do that. That's Lil Wayne. <laughs> um, but when I first started rapping, it wasn't really – I liked Mac's music, but I wasn't, like, trying to rap like Mac Miller. And then Good AM came out. One of his more – underrated albums or is it underrated is it safe to say that's an underrated album because I, I think sometimes it gets overlooked now with like circles that, and swimming that, and all those other. i think that his performance on that album is very overlooked that's I think a good that way to put his, it. his his i actually funny enough was listening to it today <laughs> um, that's a great work. great record man. um like wow. when in rome is incredible oh, uh, God, clubhouse yeah. is incredible uh, rush yeah. hour is incredible uh, uh 100 grandkids um the his like these are rapping performances i mean the production is great too but Rapping performances on that album Through are fucking incredible Through for the him. They're like, they're like all, they're like his. It's his best job. I mean, like Faces is great, but Faces always felt like it was just supposed to be this really out there thing. And watching movies was kind of like an embryo version of that. Good AM is like him kind of cleaning up his act and being like, all right, how good can I get at this fucking rap shit? Like, how yeah. good of a rapper can I be? Him finding a little bit more somebody who knows how to mix his voice correctly, not having that kind of frat boy tone hopping into these different pockets where he's almost like has like a southern cadence and like a southern drawl to his voice in different places and like his ability to kind of like operate on a track almost like like a maestro as opposed to a point up like a piece of the 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 puzzle like that's when max started to to like sit over the top of the beat and not sit inside of it Mm -hmm. like he wasn't a piece of like the music he was he was, he the, was fucking the music. He was the focal point. He was yeah. the focal. The when he came on, when you're listening to those albums, or when you're listening to that album, like he doesn't get washed on any of those. And I mean, there's like there's like albums like I was listening to, um, like I was listening to "I Love Life, Thank You" yesterday, and there's songs on there. I mean, he's got Talib Kweli. Obviously, he's gonna get washed by Talib Kweli, but he gets washed <laughs> by he gets washed by Sir Mikey Rocks on his song with Sir Mikey Rocks on there. And that album has incredible production. I noticed that yesterday. But um, Good AM is like me. That's that's when I started to listen to Mac and be like, this is this is like the type of tone I want to take. Yeah. This is the type of this is the type of like dim, like 
a demand and like control I want to have over instrumentals. Like I don't yeah. want to be a piece of the instrumental. I want to be like above the instrumental. I yeah. want to be in the mix. Yeah. You know? Like I like I just I just always felt like he was in command in that album for like the first time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Good AM was probably when I started. And you know, I take a lot from Tyler too. And when I first started rec- recording music, I literally was just impersonating Tyler the Creator. Really, I had the I had the voice and everything, bro. I was like I was like going to a lower register, or like lowering my voice to actually. So the song on Boys Like Flowers. I don't know if you ever even listened to that. Yes, I have actually. <laughs> so that was when I first. Just so for people with context, Boys Like Flowers is OK Kirby's first EP that you yeah, dropped. It's actually not. It's actually a full length. Sorry, uh, full length. Sorry, your it's, his it's, first full length project. <laughs> Um, and then you just recently obviously dropped outside with, with Sir Rowley. With Sir Rowley, the GOAT, the greatest of all time. One of the most underrated producers in the entire oh, yeah. state. And it's probably not close. Got the to be most sam- best sample flips in the game, bro. I was about to say that. Like, one of the best sample flippers I've ever heard. Like, yeah, from, I, I don't even know. From this scene. Like, I don't, I don't hear many people flipping samples the way he I does. Don't even, I don't even understand it. The song he has <laughs> on my album... The sample that he flips is ridiculous, but there was also there was actually another beat he had sent me uh, before that I like was dying to use, but we couldn't find the sample, so we were unable to clear it. Yeah, but like it, it blew my mind. Yeah, like, I was. He sent me the beat, and I was like, "Dude, this is unfreaking believable." He's like, incredible. this is one of the best beats I've ever heard. He'll know exactly which beat I'm talking about too. He's he, incredible. I actually escaping me, but I went to Jamaica. And he knows this, so I went to Jamaica. And when I went to Jamaica, I thought I was gonna wait, make way more music than I did. So I text Rolly and I said, "Yo, do you have a melody?" Because I, I got one melody pack from Rolly when I first met him. And I asked him if he had melodies, and he's like, "I've never sent you the, my melody pack." And he's, like, I'm like, "No." And he sent me like every melody he's ever sent to anybody. Is what it looks like to me. I don't know. I could be wrong, Rolly. I don't know. But um, I made no music, and then I came back home. And I had a couple days off. And what I started doing was the samples are so fucking good that I would just take, I'm, I, and I'm still doing this. I take his sample, I loop it, and then I just record the whole song before I even make the beat. And then I make the beat <laughs> underneath <laughs> this. Like, because the samples are so good, I don't even need a fucking beat. You don't beat. need the beat for Like, it. I don't no, even need crazy, a beat. Man. I've been making some crazy shit with, with, with Rolly yeah. melodies, bro. Like, they're, yeah. they're crazy. I mean, his drums are crazy, too. <laughs> no, 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 seriously. Like yeah, everything, Rolly's the best. Fantastic! Bro. Big shout out to you, sir. Best Rolly. in the city. I want, I want to get into more about the project, but I want to first. I uh, have one more question on the objective that I wanted to get to, and that was well. For, first, I've actually before I want to backtrack. I quickly want to say, I, you know, we've known each other. We've had a good rapport for the last couple of months and things like that. Yeah. But I didn't realize, I think, before this conversation, just like how invested you are in just like hip hop culture, like in learning it and like studying it and like knowing the ins and outs of it um this might be kind of an out of left field question but i'm curious on your take because we've had some questions off i'm sorry we've had some conversations off air about some similar topics so like for you do you take pride or like almost there's a necessity for you as like a white rapper coming into hip-hop culture like to really really learn it and understand it know the ins and outs of it and like like you said earlier like look at the nooks nooks and crannies before like feeling like you wanted to insert yourself into it like does that am i maybe off base saying that or and i want to say you're off base i think that has part to do with it but i've i fucking love rap music yeah i mean i grew up on rap too like it was one of my favorites i fucking love rap music man i i like it's done so much for me like i 
and it's just like it's not like as like when i was a kid i was able to recognize that this is somebody like putting a whole bunch of shit out and everyone like to to everyone and like i started to really get into like the hip-hop culture thing when i started to rap because when i started to record things and actually make songs i i like kicked a door open Mm -hmm. and i was like man like i always loved this shit but like now i love this shit yeah and i can, like, I, I know, can like, tell it make it's it's very apparent to me that you i that you fucking do love, love rap music yeah. man and you know the thing about it is like jack harlow said it one time i'm a guest and i'm a guest you know what i mean like mm-hmm. as a white rapper you're a guest you're a guest in somebody else's crib and like you, you gotta do the best you can to like you know show appreciation for that mm-hmm. and i do think that there is a a big like it does kind of hang over me a little bit where i gotta know my i gotta know the history because like i appreciate being in the house Mm -hmm. i don't fucking know if i'm even in the house but like (laughs) (laughs) were i were i to be considered in that house i would like to be able to to have some sort of effect like Mm -hmm. that's a positive one whether it doesn't have to be like whatever but like i i just don't want to be a negative presence in that well, I, so definitely I, don't try think I definitely be, don't think you're negative I, 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 at all. Like, <laughs> I, I try to be genuinely. learned man I try to be learned and I it, but it comes from a genuine like I know so much about rap music because it because I fucking love rap music yeah because you felt something when you, yeah. when you heard it no I completely agree man yeah. like, I'm same boat like I grew up on different genres of music before I got into rap I got into rap about when I was nine years old and yeah. like you know I yeah, there was just something so different about it, but so beautiful about it at the same time that I just like like you said, I just gravitated towards it. And then, yeah. you know, years and years later, I just was immersed in in it, not as a as a as an artist, but just like I was so infatuated as a fan of rap music and um, you know, I think that now you're looking at so many different subgenres and then I think finding like I think you've I definitely found a, like a, a way in which to rap and a, and a and you found like a, a lane for yourself that I think really works for you I mean again we're gonna get into this outside EP in just a second but like I think I, I liked Boys Like Flowers I genuinely liked that project mm-hmm. there were songs on there that I definitely enjoyed this one though I feel like you've definitely found found a grounding there in your sound and what you're going for and yeah. and I think you've really found some interesting pockets in your flow patterns and your your lyricism like I really just thoroughly enjoy this project a lot um so I guess that's a good time to get into it. Why not? Let's, let's get into the main <laughs> lesson, um, which is where we get into what you're doing now and everything like that. So obviously outside, let's let's talk about it. We talk, we brush out a little bit. We might as well talk about it more. Five track EP mm. produced fully by Sir Rolly. My guy. Um, yeah, you, you guys are very close. Um, I've been on to Sir Rolly for at least a few years now. And one of the questions I wanted to ask you specifically before we dive into the music is what do you think, and I've asked this question before to different artists that have come on this show that have done something similar where they've put out an EP or a project with just one producer. Mm -hmm. What do you think the pros and cons of that are to just working with one producer on a particular project? And um, I guess we can start with the pros. Like, what do you think that like is an added benefit to being able to work on a project with just one producer? I think you know what you're gonna get on a day in and day out basis when you're working with somebody. When you're working with one person, you, I, for me, um, I I get into spaces and I do a lot of different things on when I'm making music and I'm always in different. I'm doing different things, but 
when you're working with one person, for me, like if I fall into one space and Roly is in that space, I'm going to be able to pump out as much as I possibly can while I'm in that mindset. Mm -hmm. So like when I'm in that, like, like when I'm listening to a lot of Griselda and I'm listening to a lot of like Alchemist shit and Boldy James and like a lot of those like kind of like dark. I mean, when I met Roly, he sent me a bunch of beats and I made a couple of songs and one of those songs is on there, Ferris Wheel. Love that song, and then by the way. When I, thank you. <laughs> we recorded it here. <laughs> I know, right? Seriously. Recorded at AOA Studios, yeah. everybody. Ferris Wheel. One of my favorite songs off the project. Uh, Actually, yeah, probably it's... my favorite song. I'm a little biased towards Two Breaths. We'll get into that <laughs> a lot. But like, I, from, as from a song, like replayability, Ferris Wheel. And that seems like the song that's doing yeah. the best right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, that's the song. Numbers. That's the song we're selling. Like, mm-hmm. uh, that's the song that I'm, I'm pushing. So that's I, I would call great. it. I don't really do singles. I probably should. But if I were to do a single, <laughs> that was, that's one thing I found out with this marketing is surprise. You got to start fucking doing singles. Yes. But uh, yes. Um, that would be the single if I did singles. I like cohesive proje- projects, man. But when I, I told Roly at one point, and he, I don't know if he remembers this, but I was like, bro, I need some Griselda shit. Like, I need some, like, I fucking love West Side Gun, and I love Benny the Butcher, and I love that shit. And I'm like, I have to figure out how to operate on it, but I want it. <laughs> and he sent me a whole bunch of shit, and that's how you got your Viagos, and that's how you got your um, Sensu Beans and stuff like that. It's a little bit more dark and dusty. So, like, when you're in that space and you have somebody, like, I think that, I, I don't know if I can make a pros and cons list, but what I will tell you is don't make the mistake of, of working with one producer when it's not working me and Roly work you know what i mean like my sound the way i rap on stuff and the way Roly makes things it works Mm -hmm. so like there's an unlimited amount of pros when you're doing that because anything that comes out of that is going to be positive if you pick the wrong fucking producer it's like let's let's take for example mad lib and mf doom nothing that comes out of a mad lib and mf doom project is going to be bad it can't it's be peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, they, exactly. that, that's that, that's literally them. But if you liken it to, and maybe I'm gonna burn somebody on the stake, like the Alchemist Larry June project, uh-huh. like to me, like that didn't like do that. Like Alchemist and Larry June don't do that. Mm-hmm. Larry June's like very West Coast. He's very like bouncy. He's mm-hmm. very like fun and energetic. And like like Alchemist is really like dark and like dusty drums and like classic hip hop like New York. So like. It didn't work for me the way I wanted it to when I when I heard about it. I was like, oh, dude, this is going to be sick. And then I listened to it, and I'm like, oh, I think I'd rather Larry June and Cardo on the beat, mm. which is also incredible. But I just think that I, I don't know if there's any pros or cons. I think that if you're going to work with one producer, make sure you uh, – Pick the right producer and don't fucking take mine, <laughs> please, <laughs> please. I'm oh, trying to hide him. I can't. <laughs> no, he's, he's going to be tough to hide now. Yeah, he's really um, good. For you, throughout this process with uh, making this project with 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 Roly, um, you know, how did you guys sort of fall on the idea to put together outside? Like, was there a specific moment, or were you guys just kind of like? in the lab, so to speak, kind Bro, of working. Was, but outside is, outside was many things. It had many names. It had many, it had many ideas. There's many songs that, that got left on the cutting room floor. When I met Roly, I met him at Jordan's show. Shout out Jordan Never Died. That's my, that's my twin. That's my bro. That's my dog. <laughs> uh, he played, um, oh, what the fuck? 
um, they're not. Okay. In Alston, you know, I'm talking about the yep. the outdoor. I'm familiar. Yeah. So he played there. Um, I don't know if you know Artem. I do actually. I know of Artem. I so follow, shout out Artem. That's I my other, that's Artem my dog too. On um, Instagram. Uh, Artem and him went to school together. Okay. I, I, it, I, if I remember correctly, and I saw Artem, and me and Artem are tight. So I was like, "Yo, what's up?" And he's like, "Hey, this is my my boy, Roly. You guys should like link up." And I sent Roly. Roly's like one of the first people in like the music industry that I actually like shared my shit with. I've always been kind of like, you know, for a while, especially when I first started making music, I was very like gun shy about like sharing my music with people. I still am. Um, because like, I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know why, but I shared it with Roly and Roly texted me. I gave him my number and he texted me. He's like, bro, I like your music. And he sent me a bunch of beats. And like, literally, I think the next day, I was listening to beats and I was like, we should make a whole project. You and me like literally like That's day awesome. two. And it took a while. Cause I was working on boys like flowers. And like, there was a lot of stuff that we were doing at the time that like felt bigger than boys like flowers. And like, I had to give them a taste. So I put levitate on there and I put, um, boys like flowers, like so boys like flowers around there. That's that, that he has the title track too. Um, but yeah, I mean like when Rolly's, my my shit over Rolly shit feels feels good, you know what I mean. It sounds good. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> it fucking feels. It really good, really man. does. It it feels like a match made in heaven. It really does. Can we yeah. can we play a clip of Ferris wheel for the people? You can to, if to, you would like to. I, I would love that. I think people <laughs> need to hear it to understand what it yeah, sounds like. Yeah, go for it. You can play that. All right. Uh, this is Ferris Wheel by OK Kirby and Sir Rolly off their brand new project Outside. Here's a clip of it, and we'll be right back. <laughs> Yeah. I'm the one to question of undone, the undone, underdog, the unsung. I have a son, he the answer verdict. Roll with one hand, we hand cell burning. Big snap like a cannon, I'm seeing pictures. Slow motion, straight songs, how I want to see it. For a feature on the gram, I can see a feature. If that's a true, see a demon and a camera creature. Find the things he desires, hereditary, and it's very scary. See a lot for the clicks and a Bobby dog. Don't get involved, just give it draws. Fucking what I may say, you might really fall. Here I am, feeling pain in the absence of vein, and vice versa. Is the price of desire, it might hurt you. Saying a description of me that don't fit you. Bitch, ain't it for my dog. Rich ain't all my plans, I gotta rock first. Money in a bank, that's what rate is for man curse. Turn motherfuckers in my Pennywise t shirt. Get your money, but a Pennywise in the deep verse. Put your hoes in, glide it, glide it. Eating in a booth, call it all day. Down to weed in that bitch every 24 hours. Hey, you can't eat my food, I ain't shit. I'ma show your ass what embarrassed is. You embarrass me. You ain't never catching a fish. Will it done hit the top? So I'ma break it down for you Since so you don't seem to understand What I came to do Fuck the fame Fuck the pain Fuck the game Fuck the rain And fuck the paper too I just came to you I just tell the truth You been lying He been lying She been lying They been lying Fuck your feelings too Pressure popping Pipes and cutting too A new life Feeling indescribable Undefinable A new high I can smoke a ton And still never find this truth Undo my bonds And attachment to What I thought was my priority Now I'm sure My presence is authentic you can't eat my food, I ain't saying shit. I'ma show your ass what embarrassed is, you embarrass me. You ain't never catching a fish, will it done hit the top? Now they see my eyes and they hope I fly, but I'll never stop. And that was Ferris Wheel from OK Kirby and Sir Rolly off their brand new joint project outside. It's a five-track EP out now on all streaming platforms. The link is in the description. 
And yeah, I mean, that is, like I said, I think the, the perfect entry point to what you guys are and what that project is. Yeah. Is it safe to say that that is your favorite song or do you have a different song off here that like, I know it's like, it feels like, you know, picking between your children, which one you like the best, but Sensu what's beans. Sensu beans. Is it? Yeah. yeah. I, Sensu beans. What, what about Sensu beans? Kind of like Sensu beans means. And again, like as much as I love Sensu beans, cause I do love Sensu beans. Like the writing on it could be a little bit better in my opinion, but I don't think I've ever heard an artist come on here and say that about, a specific song like well, that. So I'm, I want I want I want to credit you for that. No, no, no this is I'm, a good thing. I'm much further I'm much job. further along in my writing than now than I was when when a lot of this when I was writing a lot of this stuff. I mean, like, no, but I like that humility to just come on and say I, I think it's well written, but I feel like well, it could be better. My, I appreciate that. That's part that's of my. That, I mean, I don't want to say it's part of my shtick because it's who I am, but like I, you know, like I just, I, just, I just try to keep getting better. Like yeah. I think that's part of like why like people who listen to my music like listening to my music because. I'm just trying to post her out there that I'm going to keep getting better. Mm-hmm. But the message there was like very like at the time when I wrote it, I mean like since means uh, like after I put it out, I'm like, people are going to think I'm taking drugs. I don't do drugs. <laughs> I'm not cool enough to do drugs, I guess. Uh, um, but it's more about like, I had just gotten into cutting hair and like it's, it's monotonous. I love cutting hair. I really love cutting hair. I love, I'm a barber. I really love cutting hair. Um, but like, he just sits in his bathroom and cuts. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no. But I, I like, but like, it's very monotonous and like, it feels like all the time you have to be like the best version of yourself. Hmm. And like, if you're not just figure out a way to be. And are you familiar with Dragon Ball Z? You watch Dragon Ball Z? I did when I was a child. So you're familiar with what a sensu bean is? Yes, I am. So the idea of, and again, it's not exactly the best piece of writing anymore, but the idea is like, it just felt like I just kept taking sensu beans and didn't like go to bed or like sleep or like rest or like rest my, my head or like I just kept like pushing through and just kept doing stuff. So that song means a lot more to me than Ferris wheel does, but I love I love Ferris wheel too. Yeah, Ferris wheel just gets me going. It's good. It's just, it's just I love such, two breaths too, man. I love two breaths too. I, I did the drums on two breaths. I love. Oh, good. Yeah. It's the only beat me and Rolly have ever made together. Dope. Well, cool. I've made beats on his melodies, but he's yeah. the only room we we made that one in a room. That's when outside really Started became become, outside. Became what it was when we made yeah. that. When I wrote the song sitting there. Yeah. And he was like, "All right, you got to go home." And I was like, "All right," but <laughs> this is the beginning of the song. I love it. Well, thank you for the backstory on Sensu Beans and why you like it and, and yeah. appreciate that. And I do want to talk about a little bit briefly about the Two Breaths music video because I feel, you know, it's something we worked on together. Shot here. And I Shot here, of course, at AOA Studios. A lot of, yeah, a lot of Outside was done at AOA. Not a lot, but some of uh, One Outside. One song and the music video. Which is great. But before we get to that, I feel like it's time for a pop quiz. So, <laughs> what pop quiz is, for anybody that's unfamiliar, is is a list of rapid fire questions that I like to ask my guests that come on the turntable teachers. Now, anybody that's familiar with this knows that I tend to find like obscure things about artists, nothing embarrassing, nothing crazy, but I, I like to, you I, on your Nardwar. Shit? I like, is this is through? okay. There you go. It's on my Nardwar, on Nardwar shit. <laughs> Sean Evans shit. I have been hailed as maybe like, you know, being Nardwar ish. Um, I take, I take uh, a lot of humility, humbleness in that. A lot of pride. Um, a, lot of a lot of pride and a lot of humble pride. Thank you. Shout exactly. Nardwar. We love Nardwar. Yes, we Nardwar do. Great. Um, so a big inspiration to me. But anyway, so some of these might be about music 
and some might have nothing to do with music at all. I'm just going to get to know about you a little bit better. So um, usually everybody does well. So it's their questions about you. I don't think, you know, you'll, you'll do bad. So anyway, <laughs> pop quiz. Here you go. First question. This is the first question. Is a true or false? True or false? You almost crashed your car upon hearing the beat for Ferris wheel. Bro, that's crazy. Time. I almost said that. I, yes, true. I almost said that. I would have blown that for you. Yes, true. I almost crashed my car. I think I, I would have really tell you that. I, I don't I don't reveal my sources. <laughs> on air, I almost so. crashed my car. Rolly sent me a pack and I was on my way home from work and he's I literally almost crashed my car. I, because I was, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I, like this is so good. Like, I need to wrap up. And I just wrote the 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 verse that verse that day. That verse was not written for Ferris wheel. The first verse of Ferris, like the beginning of Ferris wheel, not written for Ferris wheel. But like I almost crashed my car because I was trying to fit it <laughs> into the thing in the car because I got so excited. That's awesome. I love it. All right, so great, great. true, very good. Well, I'm glad you're here and that you didn't crash your car. Yeah. How long did it take you to make the flower cape for your project, uh, Boys Like Flowers? I'm genuinely curious about this because okay. that cape is crazy. Yeah. So shout out, shout out Emily, shout out Danielle, shout out my best friend Jake, and my best friend Joe, my brother, my sister in law, because um, it was not a it was a team effort, and you know we shot the thing the next day. Um, it probably took us three different sessions, maybe like maybe like five or six hours maybe I, I might be wrong I, I didn't we didn't really do much about it but basically you know you buy five hundred dollars worth of flowers and then you cut all the heads off of the flowers and then we got a big piece of cloth and the chain and emily had to cut the holes in there and make the chain and you know um it took a long time and it was to the point where like we were sitting there putting flowers you're just you're just hand placing flowers I mean, it's on. a lot i'll put it on the it's screen it's very here guys, big it's cape. a long it's cape. very large i don't know what to do with it now it's just kind of like underneath my bed at this point because it was on the wall for a while and it fell off the wall and i've been trying to get a case for it but it's too fucking big it's huge and my friend emily always makes records like mm -hmm. so so like for my birthday and like christmas and shit like that because she's just like the best she will she has like companies make records okay so i have boys like flowers on record and i have don't stop the party on record. Nice. So I want to get like a case and then put the records in there and like the flower cape. But the other thing is like, there's going to be more of that. I'm going to do like, way like more, more, more like of that. that. Yeah. I have way more ideas for like clothing pieces that are like the focal point of covers. Like I want that to be like a part of my thing. Yeah. And like, I have the idea for the next thing and I have songs for the next thing. Dope. So like, we're like, we're going to get that moving. Same people too. So I, awesome. I, they're, they're, they're way more, I mean, like I, Emily and Danielle and all them, like when it comes to shit like that, like way more creative in that, that lane than I was, I have the idea and then I give it to them and then, you, and then yeah, they're and like, they this is like, like, like I had an idea for the next thing and I texted Emily the other day about it and I sent it to her and she didn't text back. Yes. She didn't text back. Cool. What are we doing? She texted me like an etsy link to like what we need <laughs> like like that's that's how it is that's it's like that's dope you got people around you that like believe in it yeah and, and not even maybe believe they, I don't just, even, like, they just they do what they they like doing shit like that that's awesome. you know what i mean that's just great. like uh, so like that, uh, that makes it easy yeah and and it's like i don't see them as much as they're from their friends from my old job so yeah. like i don't see them as much so 
when we get together, I, I try to get together outside of doing shit like that. Yeah, but exactly. A lot of the time I hit them up for shit like that because I'm one track mind, music, music, music all the fucking time. I hear you, man. I hear you. Um, curious about, I know you like to get tattoos to co- commemorate sort of your EPs or projects or even songs and different things like that. Um, what are what are each tattoo of and like which like what do they represent or symbolize and like how did you decide on what image would best represent each project or each song that you've gotten a tattoo for? i have two tattoos i have two music related tattoos that have direct relation to my project i have a broken disco ball okay for my first ep which is called don't stop the party yep and then i have the cape oh you have the okay so you have the cape tattooed i have the cape that's awesome you want to see it sure <laughs> <laughs> It's right there. Fire. I know you guys can't see it on. on we, well, we could take a picture. We'll put it on picture. the screen. But yeah, That's I do. I do like to do that. I actually just got um shout out, shout out Alyssa Richardson, who is my tattoo artist. She's in East Hampton at Lucky's in East, in East Hampton now, and I actually just saw her last week for a different tattoo. That's not exactly. I got create consume, which is kind of like my mantra. Oh, nice. On my leg too. That's so. not for outside. That's just. It's just me. Yeah, Out, outside, I, I think for, so outside is actually, there's three don't stop the parties. There's don't stop the party, there's the after party, and there's outside. Outside is actually the third don't stop the party. It's the last of that installment. Um, so I think I want to get a second piece around the disco ball with two other little pieces on it that are just the two for that. Yeah. And I don't really know. I, the reason it's not there yet is because I don't really know what I'm going to do. You know what you want to do, yeah. But when I know, I'll know. I'm, are, you, are you that way, like, with tattoos, like, you're a planner, like, you, you want to think ahead, you wait on, you sit on an idea? Because that's, for with me personally, like, my tattoos, like, that I have, I think of an idea and I wait, like, at least two or three months, and if I still want it, then I, like, go so, get it. So, yeah, yeah, that sounds about right now. For a while, it was, like, I would I would wait a year. But oh, wow. I've I've done that, I did that for so long that I know, like, that feeling when I know I want to get something. Sure. So sometimes sense. now it's not even that. It's 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 quick. Sometimes it's like really quick. I mean, I have a Mac Miller related tattoo. I have a Tyler the Creator related tattoo, and those the Mac Miller one was like one of my first tattoo ideas I ever. Made. I used to draw my own tattoo ideas. That's sick. And then I'd bring it to the tattoo artist. I'm not I'm not a great drawer. I mean, I I, I kind of you get the basic idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm I'm fine. But what's I, like your favorite tattoo that you have? It's Mac. It's the Mac Miller. The Mac Miller one. one. Yeah, hundred percent. That's dope. It's just a big uh, diver's helmet that says swim. Oh hell yeah. yeah, hell yeah! That's my favorite awesome. one. Awesome. Um, so I know you're a big snowboarder, mm. and I was curious, like, what's your favorite mountain to snowboard at? Like, Killington. 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 No, no, not even, not even close. All right, easy question. It's not e- even close. Easy answer. Some of these. Some I'm of going. These... To, I'm going to Denver in February. Ooh, and, you, and to to snowboard. Yeah, yeah. That'll I be. I love snowboarding. You're probably gonna. Not gonna eat that shit alive. Like, <laughs> yeah, Denver's the spot to do that. Yeah, you, I got a, I got a new board last last year oh, too. Tight. I'm excited about it. Um, what's your team of choice in 2K? In 2K, I I mostly play my career. Oh, you're my career. Yeah. What team are you on right now? In your my career? Uh, I'm on the Magic. I always end How up you on doing? the Magic in my career. I average like sixty a game. Sixty. <laughs> I've been averaging. I've been, I, I, I'm not on rookie. I, that two K is a game that I play to, to set my mind at ease. I do not want to be challenged very much by it. Two K in FIFA, I play almost entirely. It's a very weird dynamic. I play almost entirely by myself. Entirely by myself at this point. And I just play to cook. Like I, I just play to like highlight plays. I don't really give a fuck about it because I 
growing up did not play 2k or any of this shit i got into it in college hmm. i played rpgs i played zelda i played skyrim i played kingdom hearts kingdom hearts 2 is my favorite video game ever i fucking love video games yeah foreshadowing <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I like that. Okay. Maybe a turntable teacher's exclusive, right? Now. <laughs> Foreshadow. Um, yeah. Is is Dragon Ball Z your favorite anime? Or no, because I, um, I know you're like a, you're an anime guy too. Yeah, right? Naruto. Naruto. Oh, you're a Naruto guy. Okay. I love Dragon Ball Z though. I love Dragon Ball Z. That was like the only anime I I, I can't sit here and say. So I, I I sounded really stupid apparently because I was like, oh, favorite anime like Rick and Morty. They're like, no, that's not anime. That's just Yo. animation. So <laughs> you didn't I am, say that to your I kids. am clearly <laughs> they cooked you. I know I, they did. I am clearly not an anime guy. As of course, it's Japanese. It has to be Japanese. It's like Japanese, it's like Avatar. Yeah. Like people think Avatar is anime. It's not because it's Chinese. Because it's Chinese. Yeah. Okay. Well, I. I huh. That I might not. That might not be. Don't don't take that as a fact. I okay. think it's Chinese. I think that's why. I'm not sure. I heard that one time. I might. That might not be facts, but it's Japanese style a- animation. That's what anime is. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can't say. Yeah. So that was me being stupid and, and ignorant. So I, 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 clearly, <laughs> I clearly don't know much about anime. Dude, clearly I don't anime, watch enough anime. anime I, I did watch Dragon Ball Z when I was growing up, but other than that, no, I don't. I'm not. I never got into it. Truthfully, I fucking love it, and I I go, I go in and out, and Jordan hates me because i don't watch i don't watch as much as i should but i'm fucking i'm, I'm always I'm, I'm making music or i'm cutting hair like, like it's, it's hard it's hard it, to, it's like you yeah. know my best friends from home they was they're like hey have you played this game yet hey have you seen this yet and i'm like no jordan's i mean i mean jordan makes music all the fucking time too so what am i talking about but people always ask me if i've seen shows or whatever the, the other thing i've seen a lot of movies i watch a lot of movies gotcha. that's part of the problem too is like it's like one of your favorite movies that you've seen recently recently it's the teenage mutant ninja turtles movie yeah it's good yeah i got baked out of my mind and i went there awesome. i walked to the assembly row <laughs> and i watched the teenage mutant ninja turtles movie and it rocked and i watched oppenheimer and barbie and barbie is better i've heard this i have not seen barbie yet barbie is only better because oppenheimer has been done by chris nolan christopher nolan like four other times I liked so Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer is a better movie, but Barbie, I had, I, I had, it, I just liked it better. You had more fun at Barbie. Yeah. I've never seen a movie like that. Like Barbie? Yeah, I've never seen a movie like that. It, uh, it, I gotta I've, see it. It's, I it, I, seen it. it's very interesting um, compilation of a couple of different types of movies. Mm. It's very interesting. Oppenheimer made me depressed, bro. Like I got home and I felt weird after watching it. I was just like. I don't, I don't, look, I don't know it, if I like this country anymore. Yeah, like, not, not, yeah, yeah. I was kind of on the fence about was, it already. As it was, I was glad, bro. It's crazy. Now, they, they banned that shit in Japan, and if cool, but like, bro, like they at the end, they're very clear about the fact that we did not have to do that. Like, like I'm like, all. why are you banning this? This should be, this should be like promotional content for yeah, your country. Yeah, like we should be banning. It. Yeah, like, bro, this is a huge. Like, the United States government should be knocking down fucking Christopher Nolan's door right now. I was like, bro, you put that in the fucking movie. It's crazy, man. I uh, that that movie straight up depressed me, and like, I was like, I, have we've just always we've always been corrupt assholes, apparently. Yeah. Like, uh, like never not been, never not been. Seriously, never, never, not been. never not since been. the jump, we've always been like that. So, sorry for all you USA people out there. Like, not say I hate this being yeah, part but of. Not this sorry country. though. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> but not sorry. Exactly. Sorry, but not sorry. Yeah, it's just facts, um, bro. It's just that, facts. Yeah. Don't worry. It's not like oh, you know, the obvious the, uh, <laughs> the arguments like, well, if you don't like this country, then just leave it. I would if I had okay. if my family wasn't here. Yes, yeah, if everything I love was. Cool, <laughs> you know? It's okay. You know, I I I, I want to take this opportunity to say this. I think that 
and I don't want to get open this can of worms, but I truly believe this, that true nationalism or true nation, like being, you know, having pride in your country, pride in your nation, is recognizing when there's faults in your country yeah, and man. wanting to make it better. Just ignorant pride, pride should not be blind. Yeah, blind pride's not. Pride should not be blind, that's, man. That's not patriotic. Nope. Real patriotism is saying, hey, there's problems in my country or where I'm living. I'd like to fix these things and make them better for everybody around me. I think that's true patriotism. I just saying, just saying, not to open up a rabbit hole or open up a can of worms. Sorry if that rubs people the wrong way, but yeah, not sorry. At the same time. <laughs> also, at the same time, also not. We're sorry. not sorry though. <laughs> um, what is a topic like? You know, there's always like since you're a barber, I'll backtrack. You're a barber, uh. and obviously, like barber shop talk is like a big thing, right? Uh-huh. Like, what is a topic that should just that is you know considered barber shop talk? Like, oh, you know, Jordan versus LeBron, or who are like the best rappers of all time? Blah blah. blah. Like, what's a barber shop topic that just needs to be put to rest and never talked about again? Um, I I think that I mean my particular barbershop there's there's like four or five that just need to die as far as like for the 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 larger basis of things um i think that the jordan lebron day conversation just needs to fucking stop like it's just relentless like all the time like we need to stop first of all it's lebron so just like let it go but like (laughs) like just let it go like like just let it go it's fine like you're i get it you you're you're 60 and you're still wearing shorts that that touch your ankles and like i get it (laughs) like i i I, but like it's lebron and i and again i don't want to open the can of worms because it needs to die because i don't care if there's a solution it needs to die it's so old (laughs) they've talked about it a million different ways and the conversation's always well jordan won six it's like yeah but he didn't go any other time (laughs) it's like lebron went there 10 times played the greatest team of all time I had this conversation earlier and I had a good take about it because because we were talking just specifically about LeBron. And I'm like, what people don't realize about LeBron is that not only when he played the, those Warriors teams was he playing the greatest team of all time, but he was playing the greatest team of all time that was actively changing the game of basketball Very that, true. where he was dominating. Yeah. So, like, I think that pe- what people skip over is he was being fossilized and he was still going to the NBA Finals and winning some of those games. So, like, and dragging, like, like you, me, and the light there. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, or, and, or back in when he was, like, younger, like, Booby Gibson yeah, and Zidronis Ogowskis. Charlie Villanueva, Charlie man. Villanueva. Charlie Villanueva, man. Charlie Villanueva, man. He looks here. like Top. <laughs> yeah, Drew Gooden. Hey, yeah, Do you remember man. any of these people? Exactly. That's the type of people who... And I don't want to open the can of worms. I'm just no, saying, no, no, no. I'm going to be clear again. Also, to, to put it to bed as well, because I was kind of, like, dying on that hill. Of like, Jordan, Jordan, Jordan. But, no, nah, it's over. It's it's clearly LeBron, it's cool LeBron. It's There's LeBron. nothing around Dominance it. Get over it. He's got four rings. Jordan has six. Wham, wham, wham. This, this will put it to bed. Cry about it. In year 21, the best regular season that a player has ever had, statistically, was Vince. I just saw this literally today. Vince Carter, seven points per game. Yeah, man. So, if LeBron Get just... Scores eight <laughs> points a game this year. Yeah. 
it'll be the best year 21 and gonna, ever. And he's going to average we all, 20. We all know he's going to average probably a light 23-24. Yeah, man. Eight rebounds, yeah. eight assists, somewhere in that yeah, yeah. ballpark. I mean, so like, they got, they just, got it. It's over. And they're going to be good this okay, year. Okay, so wait, wait, we're putting it to bed. It's, they're going to be done. good this year, it's too. Done. So. Um, what do you love so much about uh, the production of Pink Panthers' music. Like, I know you're, like, a huge fan of Pink Panthers' really production. really did talk to Rolly, huh? I fucking love Pink Panthers. I love drum and bass, and I've been so into it lately. Like, and, like, again, like, like, I got, I got a little shake when you were complimenting the the styles, uh, the styling, my how I was approaching stuff in outside because yep. I'm approaching things a lot differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's still going to be that but i'm doing a lot of different stuff that has to do with that sound i love that sound i love her i think she's incredible um but like i have I've like the drum it's just like the contrast between her voice how peaceful it is how how slow it is mm-hmm. how how low in the mix it is and the aggressiveness of those drums it, it just is like it's it's a great harmony. I like contrast. I like yin and yang. I like two things that should not belong together in the same place, and it still sounds cool. Like her voice and those drums. If you think about like the nature of her voice and the nature of drum and bass music, they don't belong together. Mm. Like it just doesn't think you wouldn't think it would make sense, and it fucking does. It's mm. incredible. I mean, she's I, and her voice is beautiful. Awesome. She's great. That's I great. love Pink Panther. It's a great she's answer. Awesome. Uh, by the way, Rolly did not tell me that. So, ha. Um, <laughs> um, what are you? So, you recently just became an uncle. So, congratulations to your brother. <laughs> Thank and, you. Um, and his his wife. Right? Uh, yes, yes, yes. And, my sister in law. Uh, yeah. So, yes, your sister in law. Uh, what are you most looking forward to about being an uncle? Like, what's like the so Uncle Kirby? Like, what's what's going to be like your staple? I mean, I mean, I think that what everyone has always told me is, I think the funny answer is the shirt that says Funkle. <laughs> That's the <laughs> funny answer. The fun uncle, yeah. But I don't know, man. Like, oh, man, there's so many things. I just like, I like the look on Cody's face when he when. I see him now because he, he's so proud to be a, a dad. That's my brother, Cody, mm-hmm. and Katie, and Katie for that matter as well. Um, I mean, I'm good with – I'm pretty good with kids. When they're like when she's like three, I'm very excited to be able to like run around and like talk to her and like, you know, just tell her about her, my brother. And I'm excited for the whole thing, man. That's I like awesome. – I've held her a couple of times. I'm so gun shy around babies, man. It's like I'm. It's, they're so fragile. Yeah, I know. It's like a, <laughs> a little life that you. Just they're don't so want fragile, man. You hold on to her, and she's like starting to cry, and I'm like, I don't know what to do because I don't have a lot of experience <laughs> with holding babies, but I don't want to give her up. But at the same time, like, I, I should. <laughs> I mean, I held her for ten minutes the first time. I the first time I met her, and she shit in my arms, and I gave her to Cody. And Cody's so. They're both so good parent. Like they're so good at it. It was so fast. And huh. Cody, uh, watching Cody with her, it's like, you know, I, I'm 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 gonna be doing a lot of that for when I'm gonna need to right, be doing that right. shit. So Picking I'm gonna be watching a Cody a lot because he looks like he's really good at it already. Isn't it funny how like you get older and you start to like notice those things more? Like how because like some of my you know friends are starting to have kids now, and my, yeah. my girlfriend's friends are starting to have children, and it's like. Not all of them, but just a few. And it's just like I find myself almost paying attention more of like what they do and how they interact with their children, not to like 
you know, just completely piggyback off of what they do. But just to like, you know, I'm was more aware of it, I think, now than yeah. I ever have been. I think maybe just and naturally being friends, at the age You know, it's your at. friends, too. It's like, yeah. it's like, I think that when it's your friends and your, your direct family, like my sibling, cause Cody's only two years older than I am. Sure, sure. So, like, when it's, like, your friends and, like, your direct siblings who are, like, close, like, close in age to you, like, yeah. you start to be, like, you start to look around and you're, like, well this is going to be me at this, some point. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? Like you don't think about it when it's your uncle or your aunt or like your older cousin or sure. like whatever, because you're just like, all right, like yeah. I'll see the kid every once in a while. You know what I mean? Like I got a lot peers, of cousins. It's different. When it's your peers, it's wild. I mean, one of my, one of my, my best friends, one of my best friends from college is having a kid. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, <laughs> that's crazy. It is. You know I know. I, mean? I know. Yeah. Some of my some of my close friends from high school are. Uh, one of them is due literally any day now, which is crazy. It might even be by the time this is out, uh, they might might be born. And then my other friend uh, is in November. So and and they live down the street from it's each other. So and they're gonna crazy, they're gonna like man. grow up together. It, it's really it's a cool thing. It's, it's so really crazy. sweet. Um, but anyway, no, I, we've I, gotten I know, here. It's just so crazy that is, we're here, it man. I know it's wild. Um, I I know you. I know you know, uh, you're proud of that. So I wanted to mention. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm very proud to be an uncle. I'm a very proud yeah, uncle as you should be, as you should be. Well, congratulations to you. And, uh, yeah. So great. You, great job. Uh, you, you ace pop quiz. Well done. Um, so I want to touch back upon, um, one more element of outside, of course, the music video that, that you and I did together. And I think, um, that was a really great experience not only for, you know, you, but I don't want to speak for you, but myself, like I, so mm-hmm. I, I want to thank you for, you know, putting faith in me to, to do that. And for us to accomplish that, I'm, I'm definitely proud of it. Um, I, I've gotten a lot of great feedback from people that like, you know, I sent it to that watched it and thought it was really great. Yeah. And, and, um, I'm, I'm just, just thankful that we got yeah, to a chance cool. to work on, on that. So, so yeah. thank you. No, I know. Thank you. I mean, I, like, again, like it was, it was my first music video and I think it went really well. Yeah, so, same. Uh, and I think that, you know, like, I like it a lot. Yeah, no, I do too. I hope you guys do too. It's linked in the description. We're actually going to take another quick break. I just want to show you guys a quick clip of it. And if you enjoy it, go ahead and watch the the full things. This is Two Breaths, uh, performed by OK Kirby, music produced by Sir Rowley, and then produced and edited or directed, I should say, by myself. And Kirby definitely helped with some direction as well. So uh, here's a clip of Two Breaths, and we will be right back. Too smooth, I've been the centerpiece Might shoot my status with the scent at me But fuck it, I mean as long as I can send a piece My ego and my psyche, they can be set at ease Gonna press for fees, on my knees, no You think I bow or even been decreased And my air force is to make you feel at ease When it's just work for me But you don't think like that Haunted proof, you drink like that You and you and you is on your mind Just when you think like that I'm expected to release my hands That's what you claim is fair How you have my effort with no effort why I'm even here, put my body on the stretcher I ain't see you care, I put my hands inside the table You can't see my sleeps I have no weapons I could draw I have no friends I see I think it's interesting I If you enjoyed the little clip of, of Two Breaths Definitely make sure you guys watch the rest of the music video Linked in the description below Obviously after uh, the episode don't don't go anywhere we still yeah, got a couple we, we topics got, that we're, we we're close to, we're, to we're getting about. towards the end but you know <laughs> we, we still got a couple of big things to talk about um, so for you like 
doing your first music video for the very first time, what was that? Ex- not, I'm not you know, talking about just with me, but like just in general, like what was that experience like, like being on a set and, and sort of being part of that? And I know you have a lot of like videography yeah. background as well. So like for you, um, what was that experience like? And then what's like maybe your favorite sort of shot or clip of the music video if you had to pick one? So um, I'm, to start off, I'm going to start off with that because I'm going to get it. I'm, I'm going to get it out the way. Sure. The pan shot, the little pan shot, those are my cool. favorite. Those they are were cool. really cool shots. Um, not only the the people that I was speaking of earlier who helped me with the production of the cape, I used to work with them at a production company called Kramer in Westwood. Um, so I have a lot of experience being on a set, not in front of the camera on a set. I have a lot of experience being in front of the camera when I was in college. I was I studied TV and I was going to be an anchor. So, um. When we first started shooting, I don't know if you noticed, the first shot we got did not end up in there. But <laughs> no, the first not. shot that we got, I was, like, shaking, bro. But, like, I just, like, historically throughout my life have not been very afraid to, like, belt songs out. Not my songs, really, but, like, belt songs out and, like, you know, like, get into it. And it it was a very short margin like after a little while like when i one of the first times i like stepped up to the mic to do the big long shot it was very quick where i just kind of like hopped into character yeah you Um, were great you did well it it felt natural it felt good after like the first like take i it felt it just was like ah yeah i've been practicing for this for a long time uh, right right uh well there was another question in there what was what, oh just i was just more or less talking about the experience that you had it was it was incredible i mean like everybody who who came shout out to y'all shout out to emma shout out to sienna shout out to my best friend joe drove all the way out from fucking north adams to come be in it and uh um roly and mason right mason yeah yeah who shout out it? mason too um yeah, shout out Mason for chugging that that bottle. And we had a lot of we had a lot of we had a lot of fun, man. And like we did, like, we did. It's always like as long as I've as the the amount of time I spent like being on sets at Kramer, like the more fun you had on the set, the better the day went. And obviously, we were all there for something that was like more of like a passion a passion project than like you know like work. I mean, it's a little bit more work for you because you know I commissioned, but like. You know, it's we were having fun. We were just kicking it and just like getting takes and stuff like that. And I think that like good shit comes out of stuff when you have fun. Mm. You know, I regardless. agree. If you have fun, man, like there's something there. You know what totally, I mean? Like, totally. like if we fucked up every point. shot, which obviously we didn't, we <laughs> fucked every shot up. We did ever, but we had fun. Like you could see it in in the the thing, and that's what yeah. Matters. No, I totally enjoyed it too. It was it was a great experience. Yeah, it, was uh, it was a lot of fun. You know, the night before you coming in and us like kind of building out the set. Like yeah, and then I think when I got here the night before, we spent the first forty minutes just like. John, <laughs> you were doing that. We could have thrown microphones in front of us yeah, ourselves, and yeah. that could have been the podcast. Yeah, that was that. We ended up we ended up in some places though that you wouldn't want to put on the internet. I don't probably think. not. <laughs> but, uh, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Um, speaking of North Adams, I wanted to bring this up earlier, but I didn't get a chance to. And now I think it's a good time. I, I want to segue a little bit because you being more like you're in an interesting spot because you are you know from north adams more western mass and you are very much more affiliated not i don't say affiliated but you're familiar more than the average boston or greater boston artist with the western mass scene and just what's going on out there and the type of music that's being made and the artists that are out there so i'm curious for you to like kind of not compare them but like what are 
some difference like are there any clear differences that you see between like the way the western massachusetts scene moves and then how like maybe like the boston or greater boston scene moves and then like what do you think do you have any suggestions on how to maybe like bridge that gap a little bit because i still feel like there's a t- like a bit of a disconnect between those two sort of pockets of massachusetts so when you say when you say western mass music who are you talking about i'm talking about like Ishaq Kanor. I'm talking. Well, oh, yeah, a, lot, yeah, a, lot yeah, those yeah. Pa- a lot of the Paper City guys. Yeah, the obviously. Paper City guys. Fire. I'm talking yeah. about Ish. I'm talking about. I mean, I'm sure there's a, tons of others that I'm. But I'm. I'm more thinking about like that group. That group. People. That group. The Paper City guys. Shout out the Paper City guys. They're dope. I love all of them. Joe is the man. Ish is fire. All those guys. They're they're, they're dope. Um. <laughs> they rap. You know, like I feel like the scene that is out here, like is very there's a lot of experimentation there's a lot mm. of experimental stuff you look at stefan and like what stefan has been able to do stefan huge huge shout out to uh, I, stefan Peb, by the way stefan is a fucking man jesus man he stefan. is he's so incredible bro uh, top notch yeah he's so incredible. top notch he's so um, good he's but so like, good the stuff that's out here like it it operates in a bunch of different spaces and like when you go out there and you hang with the paper city guys like the paper city guys are rappers mm. You know what I mean? Like they they rap. So like I I've been able to garner I feel like a relationship with them. They might think differently because I also rap. You know what I mean? It's right. kind of like my thing. So like like I I feel like I don't know, I felt like this for a while that like those two things need each other way more than they think they do. Mm. I've because, always felt the same way. Because you're talking about like you're talking about like what it comes down to at the end is like out here when i'm talking with people and i'm interacting with people out in the boston area a lot of times it boils down to production mm. and when you're talking about when i'm talking with people out there not the not that the paper city guys don't look at production too because i don't want to i don't want to take that away from them because the production out there is incredible as well but i feel like a lot of like when you're talking about joe especially like he's an incredible writer ish is an incredible writer they're all about the writing they're all like i feel like they, those two things need each other you know what I mean? So I would like to see a lot of guys like I would like to see those guys come out here and, and work with some of the guys out here. You end up with a lot of stuff. I feel like I have a good balance of both because I've because I have been in both spaces. Right. And to be honest with you, like when I got into the paper city space, I felt very I felt real comfortable because like. I've always been a writer. I've always been a rapper. I've always been like, that's always been like my focus. And like, while I've been out here, it's always like the, the hammer is the production, the production, the production, the production. When I'm talking to people, it's all about the beats. It's all about the shit like that. And I got into making beats because of them. And I make incredible beats because of the, the never died guys. But when I got out there and I sat in a room full of people who are like rappers, I was like, uh, (laughs) like i'm like like, somebody puts a beat on it and we're writing verses right and i'm like oh i've been waiting for this forever like just to sit down in a room of people and it's like all right let's write raps and well that cypher they did was i don't know if you saw it the federal cypher that they did i didn't you didn't see it when did they put that out oh my god it was like a year or two ago Uh, oh yeah i I wouldn't have been 
you wouldn't have been oh wow well so it was like dk produced it oh no 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 yeah i did see that phoenix is fire too phoenix yeah, is well, fire too yeah phoenix phoenix is dope too yeah I phoenix like at a point a in time was very invested in in turntable teachers and still a lot of love to phoenix big shout phoenix out to phoenix is rios phoenix is dope too um i also just recently worked with penny and uh i was mikey, gonna say mikey penny, black. penny penny mikey black i met at, at the opening here that's so funny you met them here i met them oh, here. Sh- no shit because well, remember we was cutting it and in the corner me mm-hmm. them and roly and um we, we we connected. Yeah, because they're on the album. We just, we actually just did a session with uh, those two, uh, Chase, um, who we're gonna we'll talk about in just a second because we're gonna be you know maybe a, a little bit of an announcement here. Uh, well, not formal, but um, and then uh, a producer by the name of the Kid, who's actually out of out of Somerville as well. Um, his that was like the master class song the three the four of them for yeah. for my project that we're working on so right, we, just, right, right. we just did that session it was it came out great can't wait cannot wait for that song to mikey kinda, was you said you said mikey and penny it was, it was mikey penny chase they all rap they all have a verse on it and then um the kid is the producer Word. it's actually a, it's actually a bit of a cypher as well so it's, gonna, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great song but no i i think that like Having those two guys come through here, which big shout—I mean, that was a drive and a half. Like big shout out to them no, for no, coming for out here to to support, you know, us and what we're doing here. Like those guys are just classy dudes. Well, like, we they popped just in, are. bro. It was crazy. We popped in. Me and Rolly popped in, and um, we said hi to you, and we said hi to a couple people real quick. But Rolly rolled right over to the corner because he knows them, and we started talking to him. And we probably we cut. We just like. I don't know if they remember, but we just sat there and we just talked about music and we talked about life and we talked about a whole bunch of shit for a while. And then it was like after like 40 minutes of conversation, I found out that they were like, like at Paper City. Like, I was like, oh shit. I was yeah. like, I didn't even know you. I was like, oh, that's yeah, so dude, crazy. It's like the first people we talked to when we sat down. It's I mean, wild, obviously, right? Roly knew them. Yeah. Yeah. I think Jonas is their engineer, if I'm not mistaken. I, I, I would be willing to bet he is. Yeah. I mean, Jonas is an incredible engineer as well. Yeah. Seriously. And, and, and a great the, artist. While we're, while we're, while we're, uh, you know, Jonas engineered outside. Jonas engineered um, Boys Like Flowers, and I put my entire trust into Jonas's hands when I hand him something. Like, yeah. he's incredible. So, yeah. like, I just put everything into Joe's hands, and I just just let him go to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? I have thoughts, but, like, he's, you know, he's, like, he's fucking incredible. He's really good. He knows what he's doing, so. <laughs> he's fucking incredible. Seriously, big shout-out to the entire Western Mass scene, all the Paper City guys, all the guys that we mentioned. Um, I think you guys are doing really incredible things. And, yeah, I would love to see more of a, you know. I'd love of, to see them that bridge that gap, man. I would yeah, see would them come like, out here. Yeah. It would be nice. And I'm, like, you know, again, like, big on Mikey and Penny for coming out here and starting to, to do that a little bit. Yeah. And even Phoenix, too. Like I said, like, Phoenix has worked with, a, uh, you know, with some, you know, off of not really in music, but, like, you know, he, when he was – invested in the podcast and really when he was uh, a part of it um you know he made a lot of good relationships with like artists out here too so i think there's there is room there and yeah. i think that that will ultimately like unite massachusetts a little bit more i think there's definitely room for that um my last sort of question i want to ask and you'd mentioned him earlier and he's a you know mutual friend of ours is jordan yeah. um and i know you guys are very close close college friends and mm-hmm. um you know jordan is somebody that I have really enjoyed getting to know over the course of the last few years. He's obviously, he's on my project as well. He's on Masterclass. He's one of like the first beats we ever had actually on that project. So, um, you know, I have a lot of love for Jordan and I know that, um, you guys just recently did a show together at Hennessy's and he did the show. I watched. Oh, I, I th- oh, okay. I thought you, you didn't perform. I did not perform. I thought you performed. I heard I'm you sorry. say that earlier, and I didn't want to cut you I'm off. Sorry. I'm I sorry. I'm sorry. Well, I my was... fault. I, thought, <laughs> I, I was under the impression you performed. No, I was just I that thought... was that I was just there. Got you. Okay. 
Um, so your relationship with Jordan, like how has that really helped you grow as an artist and just as a person, like being in the, in the mass music scene, you like me, with, you get me start crying. <laughs> um, when I met Jordan, I was already right. I mean, I've, I've started writing when I was like 13. I did nothing with it. And I met Jordan and Jordan was telling me about, he makes music and this, you know, this is my sophomore year of college, like right after my sophomore year of college. And then like, I, we both shared like an immense love of music and I just remember like one of the first times one of the first times knowing how much I got along with Jordan was when when True Self by Bryson Tiller came out we FaceTimed at midnight and we listened to the whole thing and this is like I, I met him like a month ago and like we just instantly kicked it off and I feel like for a while I was just trying to like get on a song or do something and I was not prepared for that. And, like, when I decided that I was going to have to start doing things on my own, you know, I'm sending Jordan stuff and Jordan's honest with me. And you send you send shit to people and they're like, oh, dude, this is cool. And you're you, like... You need people like that in your corner that are going to give you that Jordan's honest, honest feedback. Jordan's yep. honest to me. And, like, like... You know, I mean, I wouldn't be able, I wouldn't be, like, I just kept working at it, and I think he noticed me working at things, and he brought me into rooms with other people, and he's brought me into rooms, like, I don't know, I wouldn't know Stefan, I wouldn't know Jerem, I wouldn't know Johnny Dubes, I wouldn't know Nico, I wouldn't know Sam Sully, I wouldn't know Roly, I wouldn't know Artem, I wouldn't know any of these people. I would be just fucking farting around on my laptop. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that's not to say I wouldn't be, but, like, I don't know, man, like, Jordan Jordan means a lot to me as far as this music shit goes. Jordan means a lot to me, period. Jordan means a lot to me as far as this music shit goes because I wouldn't be I wouldn't be here. Like I wouldn't be doing any of this shit. Like I like I, I I he pushed me to do it. He pushed me to keep getting better at it. He pushed me he pushes me right now. You know what I mean? Like I I fucking love that kid. I would do anything for him. Yeah, he's he's a he's a good good person. He's just a fucking genuine great person and he saw me passionate about something and he pushed me to pursue something that I was passionate about and I was afraid to be passionate about with people. Love it. That's very well said. And yeah. big shout out to Jordan Never Died and uh be on the lookout because there might be a potential show in the world. There's nothing formal that I can announce right now, but all I got to say is uh, be on the lookout for a potential show with uh, myself. Obviously, I won't be performing. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> That's what we want, though. No, no, we don't want. That's what want, the people want. The people don't want that. <laughs> they don't want that. That's what the people no, want. No, 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 people, you don't want that. Trust <laughs> me. Um, but, with yeah, with Kirby, Jordan Never Died, and uh, the Chase and Mindflex crew, there's going to be some kind of... Uh, conjoining show that should be in the fall so make sure you guys stay tuned for that and i'm excited for it uh it's earlier works right now but um, i'm sure by the time this episode comes out there'll be a little maybe even potentially a a show to announce but yeah um yeah i'm just uh, like i said like you said like jordan is somebody that you know again he, he reached out to me about the idea of a show and i said absolutely because like I, I like and respect things going. Too, yeah, I, I like I like and respect Jordan that much to be like when he has an idea, he wants to bring me. I'm 
like yes let's do it but you see him in these spaces i envy him he's so he's so willing to approach people and mm. knows exactly what to say when he approaches people and i'm just he's so direct and, and he's, i'm just like yeah. sitting in the corner watching him and i'm like bro this, I, how do you do that <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i don't, I, I can't like i, I don't yeah. i don't know man i'm I, I i don't know if it's a confidence thing or whatever, i was about to but, say there's a confidence that yeah, he i mean he, i mean he obviously is very confident in his ability to make music as he should be but it's like he's also just very good at approaching people he's very good at the whole thing, like the whole spectrum of all of it. Of it yeah. I definitely have a couple of me- missing pieces there <laughs> that <laughs> Don't could we use all? some work. Don't we all? I love it. Well, Kirby, man, this has just been a phenomenal episode. I knew it was going to be. Yeah, probably. Um, but I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not surprised that it was. And I'm just so excited for the growth that you've shown and where you're going. And, you know, I, I just, again, the whole piece of it. I know you, like you said, you got a few missing pieces here, but you're starting to put those pieces. in, man. You're starting to fill them together, man. For yeah. real. For I'm real. And, and I just appreciate your authenticity on, not only in your, in your music, but on this show today and on this episode. So, Thank you so much for being here. This has been a lot of fun. Um, you are not done quite yet, though, because, of course, we have the final segment of the show, which is the open response. And, of course, this is the dream song scenario. Mm. So I'll break it down for you. You get a song. It's OK Kirby's song. And you get one to two producers and three guest artists. And it can be anyone, dead or alive. So who would be on OK Kirby's song? I know you've been, you've been huge on, on You're on it. It's your song. Okay. It's OK Kirby featuring one, two, three artists produced by X artist. Sorry, X producer. And it can be any producer, any artist, dead or alive. I know you've been big on Lil Yachty lately. I don't know if he'd be in it or not. I'm just Who curious. What the fuck have you been talking I've just been talking, bro. I've just been talking to some people. That's oh, all. I've been, man, you've been talking. I have been big on Lil Yachty lately. What, what Yachty's doing right now is crazy. He's not dude, that album's that insane. I talked about that with Mikey, actually, on his episode. What album? Are you talking about? The, the new one. The EP? Are you, oh, you talking about the album? Oh, the album. So like that shit's that shit's fire. Let's but I'm talking here. about I'm talking about like I'm talking about Slide Solo, Stephen Creepboy, and uh, um, Strike. I, I mean, know. I like the album too. I like the album a I lot. Mean, but like, yeah. I I think that what he's doing in Michigan. I like Lil Yachty a lot. I could talk about Lil Yachty. <laughs> I like Lil Yachty a, a lot right now. I could talk about I, Lil Yachty for hours. I opened up a can of worms. Hey, um, he's, anyway. again, he's one of those people who's just really good at stuff. Um. For produce, I get two producers. I get three guests. Yep, I get three guests. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, man, you made that difficult for me. Two producers. Now, I just want to think about what type of song I want to make. I'm gonna pick one. Of, I'm gonna pick Mac. So Mac's gonna be a guest verse. Okay. So if I'm gonna do Mac, then I want to do. Um, I want to do Mad Lib, Ooh. and I want to do Monty Booker. I heard Mad Lib and Mac Miller. There might be a potential project in the uh, works. Yeah, Mac which, Lib. So I, I guess Doug, they they gave if they, that happens. They let the they gave him. They he can release it. I'm just waiting. I was literally talking about this last night. I was like, I'm waiting on it. I was talking with my roommates, and I had to, like, I sprained my ankle, so I had to, like, lay down on the floor (laughs) to tell them who fucking. So I had to, like, flop down on the floor and get my fucking Mad Villain record out and show it to them. Literally that one. Mad Villain, yeah. Mac. Mad Lib. So, producers, I want to do Monty Booker, and I want to do Mad Lib. I like it. Monty Booker's one of my favorite producers of all time. He's fire. Um, I'm going to do. I'm gonna do three stacks. 
And yes, then, yes, sir. My favorite rapper of all time. Uh, I think I just gotta. I think I gotta go. I have. I have a fun. I have a fun third answer, and I have a a real third answer. So I'm gonna give you both. The real third answer is Doom. Okay. I've come into a later part of my life. I've come to really like Doom. Same. The fun answer is Baby Tron. I'm glad you said Doom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, think about that, man. Think about me, Mac Miller, Andre 3000. I fucking love Baby Tron, bro. He's so good. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe Baby Tron could be in the remix. <laughs> no, no, no. But Doom, 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 Mac, and Andre 3000 would be crazy, bro. That would be crazy. Three well, Stacks is the greatest to ever do it, too. He's, oh, he's my favorite rapper of all time, and it's not that close for me that's an argument and to be honest with you i i think the greatest rapper ever is kendrick i bring up in the barbershop because shout out shout out shout out silvestro shout out my barbershop shout the gang they know nothing about rap music besides besides kev they know nothing and what i like to do sometimes is i like to just say shit out loud (laughs) To get them mad, and one of the things that I say out loud to get them mad is that Andre Three Thousand is the greatest rapper of all time, because he hasn't. He has, in my opinion, the catalog. Talk your shit, right? And now. the catalog, the ability to be the greatest rapper of all time. I agree. I think that if I were to actually make the case, he would need to have solo work. Which he only has one album of, and he barely raps on it. Yes, so I sorry, I wouldn't make I wouldn't make the argument against somebody who knows what they're talking about, but to but to people who aren't exactly as versed in, I like to just I like to just be like, oh yeah, name any because well they're like, well Eminem's the greatest rapper of all time, and I'm like, yeah, bro, like he gets washed by (laughs) three stacks, bro. I'm sorry, he's getting washed (laughs) by three stacks. I'm not uh, even arguing. Andre 3000 is my favorite rapper of all time. I would probably not put him at the top. I would, however, probably I, I would definitely have him in, in the top ten. I think he's easily a top ten rapper of, of all, all time. time. He's I, maybe fringe he's top not, five. He's not ten. He's not ten. He's I think he's. I think he's closer to five he's than he is eight, ten. Eight, yeah, he's probably eight, seven. I, I agree with you. Eight seven probably. I agree if with I you. made a list right now, he'd be mm-hmm. eight seven. He might be higher on my list. It's like you know Kenny Pac. Nas. Big Nas, Jay, you know, yeah. all the all the greats. Yeah, I think my favorite rapper ever is probably like Method Man or or Ray. Interesting, Kwan. yeah. Ray Kwan. Ray oh, Kwan. So I like Ray Kwan. Oh, so you a like the Wu Tang? Oh, yeah, I know you're a big Wu Tang guy. I actually got into I'm into I got into Wu Tang like like four years. ago. You know the show? Yeah, the show yeah. got me into Wu Tang. Interesting. I bought the record when I got a record player when I was a sophomore in college. Never heard a Wu Tang song before, besides Cream. And I put it on, and I listened to it in my basement, and I was like, this is cool, but I probably never listened to it again. And then the show came out, and I fell in love with the show, and they weave the music into the show. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then I got hooked, and I beat the shit out of a lot of their music. Well, it's funny how that happens, right? I just read Dave Grohl's book, and I've never, I was never a huge Nirvana guy or a huge Foo Fighters mm-hmm. guy. But then I read the book, and One then I, thing, and now I'm like boom. obsessed, and now I've been listening to Nirvana like crazy. Lately. And that's why it drives me nuts when people try to put me on to shit, any form of media. I'm like, oh, listen to some pro. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like dig myself into something unless I'm interested in it. Yeah, you're, you're yeah, doing me a disservice, and you're doing like my music taste a disservice if you just try to throw an album in huh? my face. If you try to throw a TV show in my face. Um, you're doing the TV show a disservice because I'm not going to fucking watch it because I <laughs> want to. I'm going to watch it because you told me to. And then I'll be like, well, it's yeah. cool. It's like that happened with my friends in Avatar because I never saw Avatar when I was a kid. And they 
Emily and them, they were like, you need to watch it, you need to watch it, you need to watch it. And I was like, I'll watch it when I'm damn good, well, and ready, because I know it's good. And then COVID happened, and I watched it, and I was like, it's fucking sick. And they're like, now you watch it? I was like, yeah, because I, I wanted to fucking watch yeah, it. I had like, the opportunity now. It's like, it's like again, like, I, like, like Dark Lane, we were talking about Dark Lane demo tapes. I've been so into Dark Lane demo tapes lately because, like, I just like been watching a lot of like podcasts, like music podcasts, and I hear what people are talking about for different things. They do a Drake bracket, and mm-hmm. they're talking about songs from. I'm like, bro, this this shit was good. Like, I remember listening to it and being like, it's fine. I listened to all of them. Like, bro, this shit rocks. Yeah, some of that stuff. Demons rocks. Fucking song with Gibby rocks. Song with Gibby on Chicago Freestyle. I think it's called. Is, yeah, is that's D4, my favorite. D for L is like one of my favorite, like future Drake, um, Young Thug collabs. Which I don't think there's many, but <laughs> I was about to say I thought Drake and Future. It's an bunch, incredible, it's an incredible. Co- I should say it's an incredible collaboration. Yeah. It's a great song. But well, clearly, we, clearly we could start a hip hop podcast or something, or at least you <laughs> could, because like, dude, crazy, good for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that sounds like hell of a dream song. Okay, Kirby featuring MF Doom, Mac right, Miller, right. Andre 3000, produced by Mad Lib and Monty Booker. I feel like it would be a smash number one hit, and it's, there it is. It'd be double. Diamond, if I had baby John, <laughs> we're gonna, we, yeah, oh yeah, double diamond with baby John. We're speaking shit into existence. Yeah, quadruple diamond with baby John on it. I love it. I don't love sleep it. on baby John. I'm begging you. I'm out here sleeping. And BLP culture, dude. Don't sleep on him sleeping. either. Got the big things. I'm sleeping. Fire. <laughs> Mike's asleep, bro. It's all right. You'll get hit one day. You all be hit, and then it'll be like, oh, Kirby was right again. <laughs> Well, man, thank you for the great conversation, the great laughs, and the yeah, this has been a lot of fun. Um, now here's your time. Plug away anything you haven't plugged away yet. Go for it. Outside's out right now. EP, me, Sir Roly. We already did it. We already talked about it, but it's fire. It's dope. Um, we got a music video out as we as we were just talking about. Um, two breaths. You can find that on YouTube. It's on my Instagram. Instagram is at okkirby underscore. It's pretty much the same for all my socials. Um, I'm working on a lot right now. It's an interesting part of my career where I don't have a very large catalog of music to pull from. I've kind of dumped everything on top of your head, but, um, new stuff's coming. New stuff's on the way. I'm always working on shit. So, um, yeah. That's Dope. about it. And if you're coming on to OK Kirby just for the first time, you can follow us at Turntable Teachers on Instagram, TikTok. Also hit up our website, turntableteachers.com. And like I said at the beginning of the episode, if you're an artist, podcaster, content creator, make sure you hit us up at awaystudios.org. Book your session today, linked in the description below. And when the show happens, pull up. Absolutely. Come see both Absolutely. Of us. Come see the show. Well, Thank you so much for being here, Kirby. This has been an awesome episode. As always, I'm Mike. That's okay, Kirby, with the turntable teachers. And class is officially dismissed. Turn, turn, turn.